Hello, I'm Hal Lublin. And I'm Mark Gagliardi. Since the dawn of humanity, one issue has gone unsettled. With the fate of the world in the balance, we're here to settle once and for all. Best body swap movie. That's right. Don't worry, everyone. We got this. Podcast should have a theme song. Podcast should not have a theme song. Yes, they should. No, they shouldn't. They sound good. Yeah, but people are just going to skip past it. Hmm. You know what? You're right. We got this. You know how sometimes a genre of film comes along mm. that is so specific that the movies follow almost identical beats. Once in a lifetime, several times, a movie comes along that follows a specific formula. Can you just do that for everything in my daily life now? Yeah, can I get a Happy Meal? Do you guys still have the Disney World toys? In a world where a man is seeking Disneyland toys, one Happy Meal could be the difference between joy and despair. Oh, you're so good at voices. <laughs> Tell that to the people who cast. <laughs> I don't know if they know about it yet. <laughs> We're talking body swap movies. Yeah. You know what I realized? Mm. I realized an idea that we had long ago that we're not doing right now. Maybe Ken should cut this part out or we could just start doing it. Like just this. say it. Just say it. We were going to do this episode as each other. Too much work. Yeah. Too much work. <laughs> People already think we sound alike. What would be the difference to them? People That's cannot true. tell us apart. Really? They're like, Hal, I like when you talked about being Italian. That It happens sometimes, not all the time. Should one of us talk like this the whole time then? I will talk like this the whole time. Like a Russian gangster? Yeah, exactly. Sure. A Rush-ish. Yeah. A Rush-ish. I, that is the ABC show I will not watch. <laughs> I love all the other-ish shows. Yeah. That one? Yeah. Black-ish. So young Wait, what was the, the college one? Mm-hmm. It was... Study-ish. <laughs> Student-ish. Yeah. Graduate-ish. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about body-switching movies, Hal. Specifically body-swapping mm-hmm. movies is what yes. we're looking at, which is... Two main characters, something happens, they switch bodies, and one or both of them has to figure out how to unswitch the bodies. Yes. Did you have a favorite of these growing up? Because there are many of them. I have three on this list that are all my favorites. Really? You have put together a list of eight movies, precisely eight movies. Yes. There are some that you may think, like 18 again are body swapping, but you never see... George Burns, he's in the hospital the whole time. Right. So that became a device for Charlie Schlatter, I believe, was the boy in that one mm-hmm. who was turning 18, and his grandfather was turning 81, and they switched. But really, it's it's just George Burns in a teenager's body. Yeah, which that George Burns got all of the credit and did none of the work for that movie, because I only remember that, that George Burns was in that. He earned that. That is a George Burns movie. Nobody's is like, that Charlie Schlatter movie, 18 Exactly. <laughs> Nothing against Charlie Schlatter. Look, if we're talking George Burns movies, it's Oh God, You Devil for me. Or Oh God, the original Oh God. The original Oh God is very good. It's great. With John Denver acting, come on. It's his best acting since uh, The Muppets' A Christmas Together. Well, what are we supposed to do? You're gone? I'm supposed to tell everybody? What do I go to a radio station? Oh, he's like the Huel Hauser of actors. Uh-huh. All right. Here's how I'd like to do this. I think this will be a fun way to tackle this. Uh-huh. I'm going to read the list of each of these movies. Mm-hmm. I'm going to read our list of movies in order. Mm-hmm. Then we're not going to talk about them individually as movies. 
I would like to go through each of the categories that we have devised for this particular episode, because there are so many similarities between all these movies that it was actually possible to put them all into one spreadsheet where the columns, there are no empty columns in this. That's how formulaic these movies are. But the details are so sweet and so fun in many of them. Does that sound all right? Okay. Yeah. All right. First thing I will do is I will read the list of the movies that we are talking about. And they are in no particular order, except that they are the order that I just happened to put them in here. Like Father, Like Son, The Hot Chick, Prelude to a Kiss, Freaky Friday 1976, Freaky Friday 2003, Freaky, the newest one from 2020, Vice Versa, and The Change Up. First thing let's look at is the relationships. The relationships fall into one of three categories. It's either parent-child, strangers, or in the case of one of these movies, which is the change-up, best friends. Do you think that there's one... I mean, obviously, parent and child is a relationship that works particularly well for this genre. The great thing about a body-switching movie, Mm -hmm. outside of the comedy of each Mm -hmm. of them adjusting to either the fantasy they had about the other person's life or being in a body that's either too large or too small or too old or too young compared Mm -hmm. to what they used to do, There's comedy there, but ultimately the lesson that they learn, which I know is a column you have here as well, Mm -hmm. but it's about what they learn about one another and how they, you ultimately earn a deeper appreciation and you have a better relationship with the person you switched with because you can appreciate the world. Not only do you appreciate all of the things that you were jealous of, but you appreciate their challenges and the way that they're able to deal with them in day to day. Yeah. You don't get that with strangers. No. The ones with strangers as the relationship, I think the characters wind up learning something about themselves as opposed to learning something about one another. And I think you ultimately learn that, too, in the ones where you have a relationship. Sure. You learn, like, oh, "Oh, I need to get my act together, or I need to have more fun, or listen to X, Y, Z. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think that that the relationship is, I mean, this genre exists because of that parent-child relationship. I think that the ones that are about strangers or in the case of the change up best friends i think those are the outliers within this yeah i would just go ahead and eliminate all the ones that are strangers well i would i wouldn't eliminate them yet because we have an episode to do i think the way to do this is points Mm, okay feels a little i don't know objective how not objective just sort of so everybody gets a point if they're you get yeah that's so that is an easy point for four of these movies like father like son freaky friday freaky friday and vice versa okay so they each get a point they each have a point now all right now we're going to go through the next column that i have here these are the first these first few these are warm that's the word i was looking for sterile it feels yeah objectivity is sterility my friend is it i don't know i just made that up i don't think that's true because i i think ultimately we can do points are the points going to tell us who pulled it off the best? The points are going to tell. Yeah, I think in many of these there's going because that's the only category. The relationship category is the only one where there's crossover, right? The rest of these, the, all of the like, details are very specific. I want to talk about the performances of the people doing the switch because I think that's an important part of it. Oh, yeah. we're Don't worry. We're going to get to that. All right. We're going to talk about that right now, in fact. I have a winner in my head. I wonder if the point system will bear it out. I do. You've got to stop coming into episodes with preconceived notions. I, well, now you you're no better list. than six of the nine on our Supreme Court. You show me a list, <laughs> and I look at it, and I from this list, I say, oh, this film is going to check a lot of these boxes, and I think it executes its premise extremely well. Yeah. And holds up to repeat viewings, which I've seen a lot of these movies multiple times. So let's go right now into that. 
All right. Don't I trust me. Sorry. Go ahead. I have a system. All right. Let's do your system. Okay. Just because the one you want might not. You're, are you upset because of the chocolate episode? The no, pudding? no, no, are you no. Upset not because at all. of the pudding we just no, did. No, I, I enjoyed the discourse. All right. Our next category is the main swappers. Okay. This is a category about, this is where it's going to start to, <laughs> we're going to start to get a little variety. Swapper now, the, sounds like an MTV dating show from 2002. Swappers. swappers. What happens when the dates trade places halfway through? Will they have the same amount of hair gel? Ugh. It's swappers. Hi, I'm Candy. I'm 17 years old, and I shouldn't be on television doing this. Hi, I'm Tad, and I'm definitely going to be in prison in two months. Well, how's this day going to go? Let's see as we set up a weird mini golf course in the middle of Griffith Park. That used to be my old job, you know, setting up those dates like an hour before they would get there while they were on the first part of their date. Ugh. I would be like laying a blanket on the beach Wait, with on what show? on it. It was, uh, oh, it was one of the Scott St. John shows. What? Scott Did he St. do Blind Date? Scott St. John was the producer. Oh, okay. Because he did Street Smarts. Street Smarts, yeah. You were in that family mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah. I, th- I was going to say, if you said the show was next, I would have jumped through. Did you I would have tackled next? you through the camera to learn more about it. No, I watched Next. <laughs> I watched it all. I loved it. <sighs> I loved it so much. Well, my job was not anything exciting. I really was just setting up fancy dates and then not going on them. So let's talk about these characters. Let's start with the parent-child relationship ones. We've got like father, like son, which mm-hmm. is a surgeon named Jack, played by Dudley Moore, yep. and his son, who is just a typical high school senior, who I think they changed him from a junior to a senior because there's a point when he goes, Dad, I'm in the 12th grade, but his lips clearly say 11th. <laughs> I don't know when they changed and made him a senior. That's 1988 for you. Right. So that's the first one. We also Kirk have Cameron is the student. Is Kirk the Cameron student. is the student. Sorry, that, yes. yes. We also have the original Freaky Friday, which for me personally, I think this combo is the best, which is Jodie Foster as the teenager and Barbara Harris as the 1976 profession of housewife. Mm hmm playing Ellen and Jodie Foster being Annabelle. Then we have Freaky Friday 2003, a therapist named Tess, played by Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis and her daughter, who is a rock and roll musician and student, played by Lindsay Lohan. And finally, we have Vice Versa, which is a department store vice president, played by Judge Reinhold and his 11-year-old son, Charlie, played by Fred Savage. Side note, Fred Savage so far has directed all the episodes of The New Wonder Years. Oh, really? The, the new Wonder Years is so great. good. It's so good. It's got Cheadle, man. It's got Cheadle as the new it's, VO guy. It's everything that I loved about the original Wonder Years and mm-hmm. like the nostalgia of the era. But getting to see it through non-white people lens yeah. is so great. And there's something familiar about it, but also to feel like you're gaining more appreciation for people who are not exactly like you is like, it's just, it's yeah. so good. I hope it runs for a million years. I'm excited. I'm I can watch it, it forever. How many points do you think this category should be worth? One. Just one. I think every category, let's make okay. them all, let's weight them all the same and see who, who wins. Okay. I was going to offer that it could be two because it seems like they are what is carrying the movie. Oh, so are we doing the cast or who they are? Because that's, I mean, like. We're doing the, per- this is the performances. Performances. This is okay. the performances. Yes. I will say outside of Mean Girls. Mm-hmm. that this is Lindsay Lohan's best performance on film. I think it's Lindsay Lohan's best work. I also think it is uh, Jamie Lee Curtis's, some of Jamie Lee Curtis's best work. Jamie Lee Curtis is so good in everything that she does. She's, She's a perfect teenager in this movie. 
I think she's underappreciated as a performer because yeah. I don't even know that I can back that up because she's worked on a ton of great stuff, but she is a great actor mm-hmm. and so good at comedy of varying degrees. And this mm-hmm. is for all intents and purposes, like a, this is a 2003 Disney movie. Yeah. It has no right being as good as it is. <laughs> and that falls on both of their backs. Now, cast wise, you also have to give a point to Jodie Foster and Barbara Harris. They're also a great cast. As problematic as the 1976 version of Freaky Friday is, mm-hmm. which is, hey, we're going to shove Jodie Foster into the deep end of just doing a ton of housework. And look how crazy that gets. Boy, is Barbara Harris hilarious in this movie. Jodie Foster is perfectly believable as a grown-up, but I think the gold in this movie is Barbara Harris playing a teenager. The scene where she's trying to put her makeup on but has never put makeup on before is fantastic. Every She's so broad. I mean, she's a brilliant comic actor. She's Second City, right? Barbara yeah, Harris is old Second she's City. Early, early, early. Early Second, Second City. City. Original Second City. Absolutely brilliant. But yeah, of all of these performances, and look, I don't think we need to necessarily dive into the ones that are the, where the relationship is not as strong, the strangers and the best friends. It's not going to be, I think the best relationship is not the two dudes in the changeup. It's not the old man and Meg Ryan in Prelude to a Kiss. And it's definitely not anything about the hot chick. The changeup is Ryan Reynolds and Jason Bateman, right? Yes. Thank you. Ryan Reynolds plays a softcore porn actor and Lothario. And uh, Dave, his uh, friend played by Jason Bateman, is a stuffed shirt lawyer, family man. That said, I think out of all of these, the only one in watching these movies, the only one that made me cry, the one that got me teary by the end was the 2003 Freaky Friday. And that goes to the relationship between the two of them. And it goes to the performances of those two actors. Can only one of them get a point in this category? Yeah, I think I think for the rest of them, because the only reason we gave multiple points in the first one was because there were four of them that were exactly the same parent child i do want to shout out i think deadly moore does a very good job of the kid trapped in an adult it does have a sketch comedy feel to it but Mm -hmm. that's dudley moore playing that i think he's playing it exactly the way he needs to sure but judge reinhold's version is so much more entertaining to me (laughs) like i love his version i mean i like both of those guys yeah obviously kirk cameron has become who kirk cameron is now Mm-hmm. But you can't put that against his performance, but he was already a huge star then. Mm-hmm. He did a fine job, but I love Fred Savage. Fred Savage is so perfect. So good. If we're doing the male father son version, yeah. like we're pitting vice versa and like father like son head to head, it's, you've got to go. It's got to be Judge Reinhold and Fred Savage, not only because Judge Reinhold is a hilarious man child. Yeah. But Fred Savage playing an adult mm-hmm. with his like, Just little, like, he is a perfect tiny grown-up. Just world-weary, middle-aged dad played by an 11-year-old kid. It's a brilliant performance. It's interesting how much bigger a star Macaulay Culkin was Mm -hmm. than Fred Savage. And it's not to compare them. Fred Savage is also a huge star. They've both had their, you know, Macaulay Culkin's doing his thing now. Fred Mm -hmm. Savage has become a very successful television director, as we've already pointed out, directing The Wonder Years. But there is a depth to fred savage's work yeah. that i think is easy to skate past or not even fully appreciate because he's a child who most of the time plays children yeah he's such a thoughtful actor yes that's a great way to put it watching him get to play an adult mm-hmm. is amazing and he's yeah. great at it yeah i kind of want to give a point to both of them both pairs all right look we're making the rules let's compare let's give a point to both we'll be stingier with the points all right that's fair. But I think they both deserve a point. Next. 
All right. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. I think we'll, we'll be a little stingier with them, but you have to give points to points where points are due. You have to give points where they're due. And Fred Savage and Judge Reinhold got definite points for their performances, as did the brilliant Jamie Lee Curtis and Lindsay Lohan. Mm hmm. Now let's move on to where these movies really start to get similar. They all have some sort of vessel that facilitates the swap, right? Mm-hmm. Now the swap doesn't, and except in one case, really, the swap doesn't just happen in a vacuum. So going down the list, I'm just, I'm not even going to read the names of the movies for this one. I'm just going to read the assorted swap vessels sure. that we had and we can talk about them. Here are our swap vessels. A Native American brain transference serum in a Tabasco bottle. Ancient Abyssinian magic earrings. A kiss shared when two people feel fear and envy at the same time. I want to set that one on fire. (laughs) Simply saying, I wish I could switch places with her for just one day simultaneously with someone on Friday the 13th. Okay. A pair of fortune cookies simultaneously read aloud. Mm -hmm. An ancient dagger named Ladola. A Thai wishing skull and an enchanted fountain. You know, the only one I could remember Mm -hmm. was the wishing skull from vice versa. If you were to ask me for all of these movies, what was the body switching apparatus? Mm -hmm. The only one I would remember is the Thai wishing skull. And I don't know if that counts one way or the other. I do like how saying I wish I could switch places with her for just one day on Friday the 13th. That leans into the Freaky Friday premise a lot better than the fortune cookie does. Mm -hmm. But in that movie, it felt like the entire restaurant was sort of like a vessel of magic. Yeah, they were conspiring. The restaurant was conspiring for these two to learn something. They were guardians of some sort of wisdom and some sort of magic to help that wisdom and realization happen. Yeah. Um, I got to say the thing about the Thai wishing skull Mm-hmm. is it becomes not only the vessel for the swap, but it becomes a central prop throughout the plot because the bad guys in this movie, this is the only one with real like bumbling villain bad guys as an extra layer on top of it because right. it it become the whole movie, the whole third act of the movie is about those smugglers getting the skull back. Mm-hmm. Oh, they start switching places with each other. Does they wind up make- switching places. Oh, yeah. That's the best one. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, that's it's a whole one. lot of fun. I think the Thai wishing skull has to be the winner. I do like the dagger in Freaky. We haven't we haven't really way, mentioned Freaky is yet. Vince Vaughn. Vince uh-huh. Vaughn is a serial killer who switches places with Catherine Newton. Catherine Newton is brilliant. Yes. First as a teenager and for the rest of the film as a serial killer. This one is bonkers and I I really like weirdly liked this movie. It's a horror film. It's a Blumhouse, isn't it? It's a Blumhouse. Somebody said, hey, let's put two genres together. How about horror and body swap comedy? And it absolutely works. It's basically, I think it does. It's Vince Vaughn doing the hot chick while a high school student plays a serial killer. (laughs) And then they sort of, those worlds colliding. It's a lot of fun. And the dagger in that is really cool. It's a cool prop that you know very early on a lot of these movies, they take a while for them to be like, oh, they, they spend a lot of time trying to figure out how they're going to break the spell. This one is they find out pretty early. Yeah, just stab the dude by midnight with this dagger. Has Vince Vaughn had a sneakily really good career? Yeah, I think he has. He's done fun, interesting stuff. It feels like he yeah, it feels like he really has had the opportunity to sort of do whatever he wants and has kind of gone. You know, he's who yeah. he was in Swingers and then Made, which is kind of an underappreciated Mm-hmm. follow up to swingers and then his version of psycho he's not terrible in it it's just 
you watch it and go, that's the movie Gus Van Sant got to do because after Goodwill Hunting, they were like, what do you want to do? And he said, I want to make a shot for shot remake of Psycho. And they said, yeah. okay. And it's what it is. It's not, it'll never be, you can never make a movie as good as that. But I like his movies with Owen Wilson. I think they have yeah. really good chemistry. They're super fun. It's like he made a list when he was a teenager of movies he wanted to make. Yeah. Like cool indie comedy with my buddies, slasher movie, Christmas movie, giant frat comedy. You know what I mean? He's in, he's been in every genre and I think he's very funny. And in this one, he is playing a teenager, Mm -hmm. teenage girl. He's playing a teenage girl complete with the kissing scene in the backseat of a car Mm -hmm. as the teenage girl. It is a fascinating and weird and fun movie. And the dagger is cool. That said, I think that the tie wishing skull has to win this one. Yeah. Is there anything else here that deserves a point as well, in your opinion? I mean, I think that maybe not. But when we get to the next category, which is a sister category to this one, there might be a point in there for someone else. Okay. And I will do that now. This next category is... There's the vessel for the swap. This category is vessel acquisition. So here is how the vessels are acquired in these assorted movies. Mm -hmm. My best friend triggers Uncle Earl heard about this stuff and found it stolen from a mall and then accidentally dropped half of it at a gas station. That's right, because he's a thief. He's a thief who is. This is Rob Schneider and the hot chick. Yeah. A kiss from a stranger after a wedding. No. The original Freaky Friday is, I don't know, coincidence, nothing. Yeah, there's, it's there's just, nothing they just really happen is. to say nothing happens. It just happens. Given by a restaurant owner in some sort of magical Chinese restaurant. Again, I'm convinced that she is an ethereal being who has right. some sort of a magical sway. And that, that's sort of insinuated. Mm-hmm. The, as, yeah, the, the slow motion shot where she walks by and just kind of nods. Yeah. And she sees yeah. it happen at the end. You see that she's going to do it again. Oh, yeah. With another family that is arguing. So her job in the universe, in addition to serving what I can only imagine is incredible Chinese food. Yeah. Is can we please give Pepe's mom her own Disney Plus show? Yes. Right. Then in Freaky, it was the knife. The dagger was stolen by the butcher in one of his let's kill a bunch of teenagers in a mansion sprees. And then he stabs it into Millie, the character Millie. And that is when they swap bodies. Mm-hmm. Then the Thai wishing skull is this one's very convoluted. Judge Reinhold and his girlfriend are on a trip in Thailand. The Thai wishing skull is stuffed into their bags to get through customs. And then they wind up with it. And then the bad guys spend the rest of the movie trying to get it back from them. And then the final one is peeing. Uh, which uh, which uh, Dave and Mitch did into the Enchanted Fountain in the changeup. I got two that I yeah. think deserve a point here. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, was it Pepe's mom? Yeah, I think that absolutely. Pepe's mom gets a point. The and idea I, that everyone in that restaurant is in on it, I love. I also like the the organic way that the dagger is introduced yeah. as the vessel for the switch and the MacGuffin. So I think we should give it a point. Great. So Freaky gets its first point of the game. Amazing. All right. So let's take a break here. Great, because we've only got four more categories to go, and then we will have empirically, mathematically, scientifically, a winner in the best body swapping movie. We'll be right back. Hi, it's me, Dave Hill, from before, here to tell you about my brand new show on Maximum Fun, the Dave Hill Good Time Hour, which combines my old Maximum Fun show, Dave Hill's podcasting incident, with my old radio show, The damn dave hill show into one new futuristic program from the future if you like delightful conversation with incredible guests technical difficulties and actual phone calls from real life listeners you've just hit a street called easy i'm also joined by my incredible co-host the boy criminal chris gersbeck 
Say hi, Chris. Hey, Dave. It's really great. That's to- enough, Chris. And New Jersey Chicken Rancher Des. Say hi, Des. Hey, Dave. The Dave Hill Good Time Hour. Brand new episodes every Friday on Maximum Fun. Plus, the show's not even an hour. It's 90 minutes. Take that, stupid rules. We nailed it. Video games. Video games. Video games. You like them? Maybe you wish you had more time for them. Maybe you want to know the best ones to play. Maybe you want to know what happens to Mario when he dies. (laughs) In that case, you should check out Triple Click. It's a podcast about video games. A podcast about video games? But I don't have time for that. Sure you do. Once a week, Kickback as three video game experts give you everything from critical takes on the hottest new releases to scoops, interviews, and explanations about how video games work to fascinating and sometimes weird stories about the games we love. Triple Click is hosted by me, Kirk Hamilton. Me, Jason Shire. And me, Maddie Myers. You can find Triple Click wherever you get your podcasts and listen at MaximumFun.org. Bye! All right, we're back. All right. They have just acquired the swap vessel, and the swap has just happened. And now we are looking at the moment where they realize that they have swapped bodies. Here are the different versions of the body swap realization. Mm -hmm. Staring at each other, repeating each other's names in a questioning form while the camera does wobbly things. Waking up in the morning, going to the bathroom and realizing that you have the genitals of a grown man and then looking in the mirror and realizing you have the head and body of the person from the gas station. Mm -hmm. In Prelude to a Kiss, the realization does not happen between the two characters. It is a slowly growing suspicion from a third character, which kind of burn it. Yeah, burn it. (laughs) (laughs) Then the instant swap. While the mother is smoking a cigarette and the daughter is eating off of a spoon, followed by waking up and sharing the realization. Then in the moment of the stabbing, as in uh, the movie Freaky, the moment that that, that uh, he stabs her, they know that their bodies have switched mm-hmm. and then physically changing on screen not just the consciousness but the characters physically changing the boy becoming his dad his clothes rip like the old incredible hulk lou ferrigno show yep. and the dad shrinking until he is in a giant suit yep. and then another uh waking up and sharing the realization the w- waking up and sharing the realization happened in freaky friday and the change up uh and i would like to point out something really cool that happens in freaky friday that doesn't happen in any of these other movies mm. And that is the voiceovers. So you've got Barbara Harris playing a teenager, but it's Jodie Foster who's doing a voiceover throughout. And this is the scene that introduces those voiceovers. Right. That's clever. Do you have a favorite out of these? I think that I love the Freaky Friday realization. I think it's so good. When they run and slam into each other? Yeah. It's so good. I do love it. I do love it. And it's a great scene. It's just a well-acted scene between two brilliant actors. Yeah. I will also say vice versa, having them switch places yeah. and the, the outfits is also really, really good and clever and something none of these other films have. That is a huge plus for vice versa. I think they should both get a point. I think they should both get a point, too. They are racking up points. They're in a dead heat right now. I would also give another point to Freaky here. For the stabbing? Yes. I think it's a smart... Again, it's just like a lot of Blumhouse movies. It's very well constructed in how they go about it. Yeah, I'm down for that. And also there's a really cool visual in this one. When he lifts up the knife, 
the full moon becomes instantly shrouded in clouds and underneath them, the ground, which in this case is a football field, disappears and they are atop an ancient temple of some sort for a split second. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it happens instantly. He stabs her in the shoulder and the wound appears on his own shoulder. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. All right. So the scores as they stand right now, the three in contention right now with the most points. Any, the only ones with more than one point are Freaky Friday, vice versa, and Freaky with two points. Let's move on to the bulk of the plot, and that'll be the complications that ensue because of the body swap. Mm-hmm. Starting with father goes to school and gets shunned for being a tattletale stuffed shirt as his son goes to the father's hospital and hands out random pills to patients. That's probably not so good. No, it's terrible. But you know what else is more terrible? Rob Schneider is Rob Jessica Schneider comedy of just did. gender politics. <laughs> Exactly. It's just Rob Schneider being crass and sexist. And I don't know. I don't know if it's fair to call him sexist in the role. Um, it probably is. Then in Prelude to a Kiss, it really is more of Peter's story than it doesn't. It doesn't have any points. Burn it. Burn it. Doesn't have any points. It is a weird, cool play. Yeah. But this is a movie. The old man is brilliant in it, played by Sydney. Oh, I can't remember his name. I'm sorry. This I should have Green Street. Sydney. (laughs) Uh, Sydney, Australia. Course. Yeah. Then the complications in the next one are teens doing housework and mom is uh, once again being too stuffy for school. And then there's a great scene with uh, simultaneous sports events where the mom as the teenage daughter is bad at field hockey. But the teenage daughter as a mom uh, learns something about her little brother at his little league game. Then we have another, they go to each other's jobs slash work. They learn about the details of each other's life. This is Freaky Friday 2003. They learn the details about each other through talking to other people when she's faking playing the guitar that like she's in the partridge family that i was just gonna say that climactic scene at the end where Lindsay lohan has to fake playing a guitar so jamie lee curtis is off in the wings of the theater shredding a guitar solo yep Oh, it's so good. And then, of course, Freaky, the butcher in the body of Millie is on a murder spree at the high school, which includes cutting Alan Ruck in half with a table saw, while Vince Vaughn is hot chicking his way, sneaking around the school, trying to enlist Jessica's friends, uh, his friends, Je- uh, he has Jessica's friends, to help get rid of this murderous Millie. Then, of course, vice versa, Judge Reinhold is doing big, basically, and Fred Savage is being a world-weary kid. There's the board meeting where they team up and uh, they have to do sort of a Cyrano de Bergerac thing. But the main thrust of this one, the antics in this, are about that wishing skull. And that whole third act, again, is about that wishing skull. Also, this is the one where Judge Reinhold has not proposed to his girlfriend, Sam. So his son does it for him as him, which is a yes. bold move in so this sweet. movie. Yeah, it's very sweet. Uh, and then, of course, the change-up where they know what's happened. They're working together to sort of cover their tracks and make sure that nobody finds out what's happening. And they temporarily take over each other's lives and actually get pretty good at it. And then when they find the fountain in the end, they uh, hint that they don't want to switch back because the skills that they each bring to the different things have sort of complement what's happening. So that is the the brief plot versions of each of these. I think we have to give a point to Freaky in this one. Yep. Freaky is bonkers. Also, the addition of villains to vice versa Mm -hmm. gives it, I think the same three movies are going to get a point on this one. It's tough. They're so close. 
Yeah, we are at five to five Freaky Friday 2003 and vice versa. Five points each, but Freaky coming in a close second at three points. Let's see what happens in our final two categories. Freaky doesn't get a point in the next two. It's eliminated mathematically. All right. This is the restoration quest. Okay. Mm -hmm. Let's go down the list of the restoration quests. Your quest to restore your body. The first movie. You must gather ingredients for the antidote and take them to Death Valley where they will be mixed by Uncle Earl. Yeah, I don't know about that. The next movie. You have to find the criminal Clive and reunite the earrings. Spoiler. This movie is pretty crass. So what did Clive do when he got Rachel McAdams' body? He went and became a stripper. Yeah. So you have to go to a strip club and steal earrings. Prelude to a kiss. You got to find the old man. We've eliminated that movie. Freaky Friday 1976 has maybe my favorite version of this, which is, say, I wish I had my own body back. At the exact same moment that you are taking a ramp. In one case, it is a ramp with a car going over a big dirt ramp. And in the case of the other, it is a ramp on water skis. Do you remember this scene? I don't. The coolest thing about this scene that I love is so, okay. So this is why I think this one's brilliant. So you've got Barbara Harris as a teenager and Jodie Foster as an adult. Jodie Foster as an adult does not know how to water ski. Barbara Harris as a teenager does not know how to drive. You'd think that if they switched back, then the teenager who is water skiing will be fine and the adult who is now driving will be fine. That's not what happens. It results when they when they say, I wish I had my own body back, their bodies physically jump instead of their minds physically jumping. So now you have Barbara Harris as adult Barbara Harris on water skis in a dress and you've got... Jodie Foster as teenage Jodie Foster, who's never driven before driving a car, which has solved absolutely none of their pressing in the moment problems. I think it was a brilliant spin (laughs) on that moment. Freaky Friday, you have to return to the restaurant and question the owner where you learn that only an act of selflessness will save you, which happens, of course, at the end of the film in the form of a toast. Freaky, we talked about, you got to find Ladola and stab the butcher by midnight. Vice versa, you have to free your dad from the smugglers and get the skull from the smugglers and say... Uh, whatever it was they said, uh, I wish I had your life for a day or whatever. And in the changeup, you have to find that fountain and pee in it again. Unfortunately, that fountain is now in a very crowded mall in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. What stands out? Besides Freaky Friday, 1976 Freaky Friday gets a point for this one. Because that is yep. brilliant to have their bodies physically jump instead of their minds. I like the selflessness in yeah. Freaky Friday 2003 because it forces them to actually apply. It's like the final exam for all the other stuff that they've done. Yeah, it ties up the movie beautifully. So I like Freaky also. I think Freaky's really good. I don't know. Freaky, look, the the quest for the restoration, the action of the quest for the restoration in Freaky, I think is good. But I don't know. Is it that? Is it that I think the thing that's great about Freaky is the body swap murder spree is hilarious and right. over the top and fun. But find that knife and stab by midnight feels, you know, like a sort of classic okay. gothic horror thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Then I go vice versa because, again, we've got the smugglers in and it becomes a rescue operation, not just. Yeah, yeah, it's again, realizing how much we need each other, how much I miss my dad who's in my body, who's been kidnapped. So, yeah, I would give a point to that as well. All right. Well, we have one category left and we have two contenders. I can go down all of these, but we really only have to look at these last two. That's right. And that is the lessons that are learned. We don't really have to talk about all of these because they're all pretty much the same lesson. I would argue they're so similar to each other. 
Yes. That it's kind of a draw. So now we go back to the original. The well, original hold on, hold on a second. Hold on a yes, second. Go ahead. I wouldn't necessarily call this one a draw. Mm. Because what lessons they learned is one thing. But I think how effectively they learned them is where the points are. And that's where the difference is going to happen right here. Okay. And I think that Freaky Friday 2003, just looking at the scores, because it's vice versa versus Freaky Friday, they each have six points right mm-hmm. now. Vice versa has all of the usual versions of this, the knowing nod, looking at each other at the end kind of moment. I know a lot more about you. You know a lot more about me. Freaky Friday has the same thing, but I think it's done so much more elegantly. And I think a great comedy has to have a beautiful heart at its core. And I think that for as fun and wacky and brilliant as vice versa is, I don't think it holds a candle to the heart that Freaky Friday has specifically in that last scene where everything that you've learned throughout this whole movie, all of the details of the plot of this movie lead to the final monologue by Jamie Lee Curtis with Lindsay Lohan watching teenager, Jamie Lee Curtis with adult Lindsay Lohan watching. And that act of selflessness, that moment winds up being what Pepe's mom had mentioned them needing to do to reverse the curse. And that's what reverses the curse. I just think that movie is nearly perfect and as fun and over the top as vice versa is. I think that the heart is in Freaky Friday. And if we went into this last category with them dead even and lessons learned is the final points that we have to award. I think that those points have to go to Freaky Friday 2003. Thoughts? People of the world. Mark wanted to go through this in a scientific fashion, which I respect. I think it's great. I am a supporter of science and the science bore out what I knew the second I look at this list. (laughs) When I said, I know what the answer is. Yeah, you do that a lot, but then you never actually, I want you to put it in a piece of paper in an envelope. I've done that before. I was thinking as you were saying that, I was like, I wish I'd written this down (laughs) beforehand and I would have shown it just to Ken. And then he would have seen what I knew in my heart and what you knew in your heart, but which we correctly went through the process and gave everything it's due. There are a lot of fun body swapping movies. There are some that have not held up and maybe shouldn't have been around in the first place, but nothing we can do about that. We can just appreciate the things that we like and the best of these movies, the best body swapping movie of all time is the 2003 remake of freaky Friday starring Jamie Lee Curtis and Lindsay Lohan. And many other people who we will not mention here because I do not have the page up and I refuse to look. (laughs) This has been asked and answered. Hey, Hal, do you want to touch this Thai wishing skull with me? Sure. (laughs) Thank you to Cynthia Ryan. That's right. This topic is closed, but there are many more topics to discuss. So please reach out to us on Twitter at We Got This Tweets or... Or you can email us at WeGotThisPodcast at gmail.com or join our Facebook group facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash we got this podcast thanks to producer ken plume researcher kate mcmanus qa engineer jen alba and graphic designer uri kelman thank you to physicians jonathan dynasty and mike Furman for our score and theme song respectively and thank you to you the people of the world you're the reason why we do this show we wouldn't be here without you thank you thank you thank you for how lovely to mark agliardi And for Mark Gagliardi, I'm Hal Lublin, and don't worry, everybody, 
We got got this. this. We got got this. What just happened? Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.